Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this movement and podcast known as the W2 Capitalist. First off, I want to apologize about my voice. Yes, this is me. As my son asked me the other morning, Daddy, what's wrong with your voice? But anyway, we're getting over the crud here at the Helms house, and uh, apparently this is just the remnants of that. But let's get into the business of today. Today, I'm reconnecting with Paul. He's the automotive engineer that I've been mentoring. And if you kind of go back and you go listen to the very first episode, I question who's mentoring who because Paul's got a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of great ideas, and he's a man of action. He's always encouraging to hear and talk to. So we catch up on a lot of stuff today. And and toward the end, you're going to hear me say, you know, Paul, if I had another hour, I know I could sit here and talk with you and just chat with you because he's got all this amazing stuff going on. So first of all, uh, so a couple of things that we get into on the show today is he he is a buy and hold guy, but he actually um, got into this opportunity where he did his very first flip and it's actually working out pretty well for him. But then he's got all this other stuff that's been going on. His goal for this year, uh, now I recorded this late 2019. Uh, here we are about a week from Christmas. Actually, very much is a week from Christmas. Uh, today as we're recording this and his goal for 2019 was to do two properties. So buy two properties, uh, renovate them and rent them out. And now he's up to 15 doors. So he is a man of action. Um, so incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, before we get into it, I want to introduce you to a new affiliate that we have coming on for the show. Um, we're going to have their founder on in a couple of weeks, I believe, but it's the, the name of it is simply called deal check. So if you're on BP just for the calculator and you've seen the benefits of those and that free trial has run out, you need to check out deal check, uh, IO, uh, deal check makes it easy to analyze rental properties, flips and multifamily buildings. Uh, it helps you estimate cash flow and find the best real estate deals. Uh, it's available for desktop, Apple, Android devices, pretty much anywhere you go. Uh, you're going to have access to this. It's a cloud-based platform and whatnot. Um, anyway, so to give you a little bit more insight about it, there's been over 225,000 rentals and over 175 flips that have been analyzed with deal check from over 100,000 users in five different countries. So pretty incredible. I'm excited. Um, their owner reached out to me and said, hey, check us out if you're interested in doing being an affiliate please let us know. So they've got a special promo code for us. It's all you can find out about them, the promo code and everything, all of our other affiliates at w2capitalist.com slash affiliates. Uh, I also make a link to this in the show notes to so be able to check those out, but be sure to use that promo code because it's up to 25% off uh, and you get to try it for two months. So check them out. Um, but without further ado, here's Paul and let's get to work. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Paul? Hey. All right. 
little technical difficulties this morning. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was weird because I was in it, and then it looked like you had joined, and then it kicked me out. Well, <clears throat> first off, I apologize for my voice. Uh, this is still remnants of me trying to get over the crud we had I had last time, where um, yeah. where we, where I had to cancel on you. So, apologize for that. Thanks for being flexible, and I apologize for my voice this morning. I thought, what the hell, we're going to do it anyway. I'm not. I'm not canceling <laughs> on you again. <laughs> and then, yeah, no problem. And then I logged in. I was like, all right, something's not right here. And I've got multiple of these accounts and uh, for various reasons. And I logged in with the wrong one, but it still allowed me to, like, I saw you, but I was like, anyway, we're here, man. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, you man, guys ready for Christmas? Long year. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. I, uh, things that, uh, my job has slowed down, you know, yeah. uh, the, the big automakers, they, you know, it's funny, like a few weeks before every holiday, things really slow down and, you know, people aren't, about half the number of people are in the building. And, and so this week is, even though it's, it's a, a real work week, um, yeah. it's a very, very quiet week. So. Yeah. And um, I'm going to gamble and say that my boss is not going to listen to this, but <laughs> uh, we're the same way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just something about this time of year. Uh, I've been very fortunate to be in an industry where, uh, the last two weeks of the year pretty much dies out. We can somewhat relax, but I say relax and the idea we can remove ourselves from the day-to-day grind and really kind of focus on what's going to happen in January, right? When we kick, kick the new year Mm -hmm. off. So that's always a, I, I I really love this self-reflection time from a personal yeah. standpoint and from a, from a business standpoint. So, um, yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. Hey, I have an idea for you. It's probably not any breaking news, but all right. So give me a minute. I'm going to tie this all together. Okay. For you. Okay. But we got a new mattress, right? And it's one of those memory foam things. Like, so the mattress we had before was, it was extremely old. There was a huge divot in it where I'd, laid i mean i made my mark would flip it didn't matter it was still there um so we got a new one sleep's amazing um and it's one of those memory foam things where i can't feel my wife move you know when she's doing this feel me move which is the more important thing and and then when the kids come in and jump on us we don't really feel like they're there so that recently happened and then we were driving down the road the other day my son's sitting behind me and he's he's kicking the crap out of the back of my chair right and i'm like <laughs> yeah. why don't they make the back of car seats out of that memory foam mattress that's genius because that, that right there is a million dollar idea because it you really is you you don't um it doesn't matter how many times i tell him hey don't kick the back no. of my chair i can pull over i can spank him whatever guess what's going to happen five minutes down the road He's going to yeah. be excited about whatever's going on. His feet are going to start wiggling. He's going to end up kicking yeah. it. You know, I'm like, and you know what? I don't really I, care if he kicks it. I just don't want to feel it, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. There's something to that, I think. But you're the guy yeah, to tell me that. Too. <laughs> I, I, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm not in seats. I'm not in seats, but that is a genius idea because, and if my wife is here, she'll tell you. That is one thing. I it, it's a pet peeve of mine, and yeah. my son sits right next to me, and it doesn't matter what I do, how many times, and how I tell him, you know, nice to mean, 
please do not kick my seat. And he just doesn't anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I don't remember, you know, being a little one sitting in the back seat and like, I don't know what it is that, that need to kick that seat in front of you, but Oh man. So I totally agree. That would be awesome. Some kind of a memory foam, you know, backing so yeah. that, you know, you could not feel it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, there's something there. That's genius. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. Well, what's been going on with you, man? It's, it's been a while since we've, we've uh, connected. Um, it has, it has. So uh, remember way, 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 way back. You remember, um, I had just found this property. It was close to Butler University. You remember I was really on the fence about buying it uh, yep. because we really didn't know. It, it wasn't good. We, we didn't think it cash flow as a rental, and, but it was in a great area. And, uh, and then I ended up buying it and finding out that the, uh, the flood insurance doubled the insurance on it. Right. And so, you know, it, it was a, a bad, it was potentially a bad deal. Right. Um, and my partner really wanted to buy it anyway. And we went ahead and bought it. Well, fast forward to now. So since you and I have been, been doing this, this is kind of the life cycle of a real estate transaction. Um, we went ahead and fixed it up. You know, what was nice was that hard money they appraised at, appraised it a lot higher than I expected it would be, which means that we got a lot higher line of credit for rehab. And we put a huge bunch of money into it and um, got a real estate agent. That was some of your advice. And I'm glad that I did. Uh, got a local real estate agent that's very investor friendly. He's been super to work with. And, um, and so we decided that we were going to flip it rather than hold it as a rental. And, uh, and so we got it all fixed up, cleaned up, rehab is done contractors paid off and uh, we listed it for sale and it was on sale for a few hours before it got a viewing <laughs> and then another few hours it went under contract so i know That's awesome. what do i know, I know I, about this <laughs> you know what it's one of those things where like, you know, for it to come down to this and for it to go under contract so quickly, I, you know, I couldn't, I can't even explain to you the euphoria of, yeah. you know, it was, there's just a lot of stress with, okay, I, you know, I know buy and hold, I, I do buy and hold, I don't do flips, you know, I don't know if the market's going to change, I don't know what's going to happen with selling, even getting ready to list it, and I'll tell you what, I, the listing price, I listed it for what the hard money appraised it at. Hmm. Probably could have listed it higher, but I listed it for the, what the hard money appraised at. And I, and I did all the numbers and I figured out we can make a pretty good return on our money if I get this, yeah. right? And my real estate agent pushed back a little bit. He's like, man, he said, I'll list it for that, but I don't, I think it's going to sit on the market for a while. He said, hmm. I think you're going to, you know, sell it for, you know, lower than that. And he was shocked and I was shocked that it, yeah. it sold as quickly as it did. And it ended up, I think it, what do they say? It's better to be lucky than good. Yeah. <laughs> the people yeah. that bought it, there's this area in Indianapolis, north of Butler. It's a really nice wooded older area um, in a flood zone called Rocky Ripple. And the people that bought it, they had been looking for a house for sale in Rocky Ripple for more than a year. 
and they had noticed that we had been working on this, hoping that it would be a flip. And as soon as it went on the market, they went in to see it. And as soon as they saw it, they said they had to have it. So, so one view, one under contract within a few hours of it going on the market. So, all right. So let's back up for a minute. Number one, uh, as much as I do appreciate realtors, I also realize that they eat when they make a sale, when they make a transaction, yeah. right? So the advice that your realtor gave you, maybe it was skewed a little bit with him needing a sale pretty quickly and wanting you yeah. to lower the price. It can yeah. happen, right? But you, I love that you stuck your gun and said, no, this is, this is where I think it's going to happen. Uh, and surprised yeah. both of you, right? So that's, it that's did. number one. Um, yeah. first thing I wanted to say. Second thing is, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, <laughs> so this is your very first flip. Very first flip. Yes. Okay. And y'all went yeah. into this. I've never as, flipped a house. We're going to buy it and we're going to hold it. Right. That was the original thought. Yeah. So at what point in time did you say, all right, we're not, I mean, you, you always have that that is an option, right? Once you buy it and you start working on it, you could eventually turn it into a rental. But I, I imagine that if you guys at some point along the line, you said, we're going to make this a flip, then possibly the finishes and everything that you did on the remodel went yep. up, right? So then, at what yep. point in time did you decide, okay, we're going to, we're going to actually try to flip this thing, right? What was the conversation? Okay. like? So when I came in to buy it, you know, I was buying it for 70 something. I don't remember what the original purchase price was. And I thought that it would value around 140. And so the finishes that I was going to put in, I don't know, 140, you know, I thought I had maybe a 30 to $40,000 rehab, right? And if I cashed out at 30 to 40,000, what I thought it would rent for, it would cover that debt service, right? So when the hard money did the their uh, appraisal to determine purchase price and rehab funds they do 70% of the, they'll do up to 70% of ARV which they appraise that right well the appraisal came back at 170 rather than 140 hmm. so it's like another you know 30 40,000 dollars higher than what i thought and even when we went to list it there were no comps that justified a 170. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know where the, the, you know, the, the appraisal got it. But so I went back to the hard money lender. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I maximize my rehab funds to fix it up nicer than what I had originally planned? Hmm. And, you know, some you know, wrangling with the hard money lender, but they finally let me do it. And they extended the line. And so now I had, I think it was like $70,000 to put into this place, right? And so um, it was at that time I thought, wow, I've got enough rehab funds from the hard money lender. I can flip this place. Because it had two um, uh, unconnected garages, and it was like on a quarter acre of land. Um, And it was a little three-bed, one-bath. But another thing that I might mention that um, that I think helped us is it had a porch. And I know in Bigger Pockets, David Green and those guys, they've mentioned about this is um, making it a good deal, right? It's 
so instead of leaving the front porch alone, we actually knocked down the front wall of the front room and we poured concrete to raise the front uh, the front porch and then we finished the front porch, framed it out and finished it and, and insulated it and then carpeted it. Hmm. And so we added a hundred square foot to the livable area, yeah. which, you know, really helped the comps in the area. Yeah. Um, so it was at that time with the hard money lender that we're like, oh, wow, we could flip this, right? You start running the numbers. And the problem is, is as if we put that kind of money into it, the debt service on 170000 wasn't the rent that the market was demanding, even with college students, wasn't going to support that, right? Yeah. And so it was, it wasn't going to cash flow if we put that kind of debt service on it. So the turning factor really was when that appraisal came in way above what you guys thought was going to come in. You're like, all right, right. I love, I love how you, you were open to that. I personally yeah. wouldn't have been able yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have. I, I would not have been able to do that. Yeah, it scared the crap out of me. I'll, I'll be very, very honest with you. And you remember when I was getting ready to buy it and the flood yeah. insurance? It, I had. A I think I told you that, not to buy it. Actually, you did. You did. Oh yeah. And you even followed up on Facebook. You know, messaging. You're like, hey, dude. Seriously, if it doesn't matter. Just don't do it, right? Yeah. You, you totally did. And. You know, so when the flood insurance came in and, we're, and it was double, that was another thing that was eating away at the cash flow. And I was like, this is just not going to work, right? So anyway, it, it worked out and man, a weight off my shoulders. It's under contract. Yeah. It closed on the 9th of January and I'm, I am thrilled. So I, I want to circle back, right? You stick to your criteria. Yeah. But if you change your strategy, Absolutely. there's a whole different criteria. <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I should, true. I should yeah. have asked you, Hey, is it possible to flip it? But, uh, yeah. I knew that wasn't your niche, man. So, so it's not, yeah. What does that mean going forward? Do you, are, are you looking at, you obviously now have the confidence if this comes up again, or, or probably you're going to look at every deal with two different exit strategies, right? Sure. Or absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you but, know what? I'm not into I see it, right? you shaking I mean, your head. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I like the idea of, of owning an asset, yeah. um, having it appreciate and while it's appreciating, having it cash flow and pay down its own debt service. I love that. And, yeah. um, and I feel like you're, you're building something when you're doing that, right. Yeah. Uh, you're putting eggs in the basket and flipping, we're going to make a little bit of money off of it, but, um, and it is like thrilling. So I can yeah. understand where people, you know, but, uh, psychologically there's some, there's some adrenaline or, um, I'm sure some other chemical that sure. rushes in when you, you know, you finally yeah. find the property and walk so away with no. a big check, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I get, if I get in a corner, I know that I can do it. Yeah. Um, it, it's like you said, you can, if, if you, you're more comfortable exploring that as an option, if you get a pickle, yeah. but I'm not going to buy with the intent of flipping. Well, congratulations, man. I think that's awesome. Thank it's you. an amazing yeah. update. One, I was not expecting to hear this morning. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's extremely cool. When, but like you said, uh, to start this off better lucky than good. Right. 
That's right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's exactly good. right. What else you you have uh, you've been having go, uh, going on? So I'm gonna drink some of this coffee, again, right? This, so my words make sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so uh, again, updating you. Uh, if you remember, we ran into some issues with cash out refis. Uh, yep. The city had liens. Yep. So worked very closely with the city. Got those liens uh, lifted, and I got those cash out refis done. So private lenders and hard money lenders are all paid off. The property's cash flowing. You know, so a few more transactions completed since uh, you and I talked. Um, wow. Okay. And then I learned a lot from that. And so I have another property that's finishing up rehab today. Um, uh, it's getting walked by the property manager today. And it ended up, I found out, when I found out that, you know, ran into the cash out refis for, for that property, and I was looking at the documentation from the city, I saw an address of a pro another property that I owned that I didn't realize had liens from the city. <laughs> yeah. And so I still had a month of rehab to go. And so I proactively went after that. And so now, um, you know, the city's already, you know, I got it fixed up while the contractor was in there working and we got those liens lifted. And so that's, that's ready for a cash out. Um, so, you know, now, how did you find that, those you know, liens? How did you find those liens that were on that property? So number one, if you go back and look at your closing paperwork, almost always the title <laughs> company. Okay. In fact, now I see it, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if you want to buy a red car or a, you know, a, a new truck, that's all you see on the roads is red trucks. Right. Right? Yep. Yep. So now when I look at title work, that pops out to me and I, I actually just got done buying a few more houses and it, it, you know, that paperwork's in there. And I, I asked the question from the title company, are there any liens for the city? But I went back to the title work for this property that's finished up rehab. Um, and they had told me, they had actually given me the information that I needed. And I just, you know, again, and, and this was actually uh, one of the first episodes that I did with you where it was my first property that I, that I that I bought without any of my own money. Yeah. So I used a private lender plus partner funds and I, I didn't buy, I didn't put any of my own money in it. Yep. And so the euphoria and the excitement of doing that, I didn't look that closely at the title paperwork, but it was in there. So I went back to that, but the title company, I, I was able to follow up with them. And then Indianapolis has a great public portal where you can go in and see these things. Um, but it turns out that like, I don't know, on a monthly basis or a recurring basis, when the city puts liens on properties, they don't do it per property. They put liens on a whole bunch of properties in batch form. Mm, okay. And so when I found now, is that, paperwork, is that just for that municipality or is that just nationwide? Probably. Okay. No, I, I can't speak to nationwide. I just know Indian. And that, by the way, Indianapolis works kind of funny, a uh, little, little different than a lot of other municipalities, like when they assess taxes, right? Here in Michigan, okay. as soon as you sell it, whatever you sell it for, they reassess on the sale price. Wow. Okay. In Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, you can float for a while on yeah. whatever the taxes were, you know, and then they decide to reassess, you know, yeah. um, which saves you some money. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we're real quick. I'm going to interrupt you. I don't know what yeah. we, what our count county does here, but, um, we just refinanced our personal home 
And then just a couple of weeks later, we get this notification, like they hung it on our mailbox. Hey, I was a tax yep. assessor just driving by. I was like, huh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet you were. I bet you were just driving by. Driving by, by my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, um, and that's, you know, when you're buying property in Michigan, uh, and I just know this because I live here and I, I interact with a lot of real estate investors here, everybody knows that you know, you, you can calculate what your taxes are going to be yep. using the millage rate and your, your purchase price. Um, and so, you know, in Indianapolis, I kind of have to um, do a little sleuthing with the city to anticipate what the taxes might be yeah. assessed to, right? So that I'm hedging on making sure my numbers work right yeah because that could that could dramatically affect your um cash flow right i mean that could that right. could take yeah. if you're looking at a hundred dollars per door uh you know as just an example right that could very easily get squashed by a, yeah a, a, a missed tax calculation so how highly yeah. um one of the things that i think goes unnoticed and i think i'm glad you brought this up uh, I do this too, right? So I will um, calculate taxes when I look at, dude, I've got to get more coffee in me. I've only been up since four and I woke <laughs> up um, just no alarm. I woke, oh, here's, so here's the story. So we're going to chase this rabbit real quick. Okay. Um, I woke up and I was like, oh shit, what time is it? And I roll over and I look at my wife's clock and it says 520. Well, she sets it 10 minutes ahead but she also hasn't adjusted yeah. for daylight savings time yet it's a little joke you know, <laughs> going on. but it caught me for like five minutes i was like oh shit i've got that call with paul i gotta get up and get going yeah. and i roll over to grab my phone my phone's dead and i'm like oh what you're freaking out i don't know what time it is so all that happened within a matter of like three minutes and i was like no wait a minute i don't think she's adjusted her clock yet well you know so that was enough to get me up and going but my mind hasn't kicked in the gear just quite yet. I haven't drank enough. Oh before. yeah. Anyway. Um, but no, it's such a huge important thing to know what the taxes are, but then you got to project on what they will be. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. That's, that's a huge, uh, and this goes with buy and hold, um, specifically, but it goes with mm -hmm. small, uh, single family, small multifamily, and of course the larger apartment complexes. So, um, yeah, for very, sure. Very much. Um, have you ever noticed? So there was a um, the, the multifamily that I have over in Mobile. We um, we bought it significantly lower than what the previous owner purchased it for. So yeah, we the tax the year after the tax assessment was for the price that he purchased it for. I mean, we bought it for like half price of what he paid for it. Yeah, and. So we went to, to battle, you know, we, we challenged, uh, that we won, we come out and won, yeah. but <clears throat> the, uh, so, and I, of course I posted this on social media, Hey, you know, victory, we're going to save thousands of dollars this year, you know, this year in taxes and yeah. whatnot. And then somebody asked me, said, well, as you increase it in value and your rents go up and your NOI gets better, are you going to go back to the tax assessor and tell them, I was like, um, I've already done their job for them once. I don't know that I'm going to do it again, Yeah, you know? but yeah, it's funny that right. they don't do that. Like they, they wait for the next sale. They're not really, you know, um, yeah. I'm confident saying that because we already got the tax notice, 
this year, the same as it was last year. <laughs> it's locked year. in. It's, it's locked yeah. in. And, you know, they don't yeah. do that, which, again, I'm not a big fan of the government. I'm not shocked that things are not working as optimal as they probably should be. But anyway. Yeah. That's something in Indianapolis on a multifamily, you know, there's two different ways that they assess taxes. Uh, you know, the market value, they use market value as a, a tax assessment. But if they see yeah. a multifamily or a single family that's rented out, they'll use kind of the rental income uh, yep. to assess taxes. Yep. So um, on a single County. family, you don't want them to know that you're renting it, mm. right? It, and if you tell them that you're renting it, your taxes will almost certainly go up because you're, you're getting more than what they believe the value is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you got to be careful with that. And, but on, on a multifamily, I, don't, I would imagine this is a larger, like five units or more. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile. Yeah. And yeah. We, we, you know, the packet of paper that I sent was pretty thick. Um, but I gave yeah. a copy of it releases. I gave him a, a, a P and L balance sheet. So look, yeah. it's, it's worth what we paid for it, which is about half yeah. of what y'all are assessing it for. So, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I ran, I chased that rabbit. Now I forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's all good. So uh, last thing I want to share with you um, is uh, a property that, uh, so I, my wife and I, we have kind of a joke that I keep on saying, and you and I talked about this the last time we talked, when are you going to quit buying? You know, and <laughs> yeah. last time I, Last time I was on on the show with you is um, I uh, I said okay I'm done for the year right I, yeah. I want to slow down and and make sure that I get these cash outs done and everything because so you, this opportunity popped up you yeah. wanted to do two this year right was your that was my goal? original goal <laughs> and you you yeah, ended up I doing like one last year and I wanted to double it <laughs> yeah. and now you're, you're so the last time we talked you were up to six I think. Yeah, no, by the end of this year, I'm going to be at 10 properties. I just, <laughs> I had just pulled this up. 10 wow. properties. And let me see here. How many doors? It's, it's like 15 doors. So, you know, and my goal was 31. So I had no idea by the end of my first year of really doing this, that I would be halfway to my goal of 31 doors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this property pops up. It's a wholesaler. And it's a subject to, and I don't know if you've ever done subject to, there's a subject to group out there. That's kind of interesting that I just, I just watch it. Right. I don't participate, yeah. but anyway, this guy, and it's, he's selling it for 10 grand and I'm like, okay, 10 grand, this place has got to be just yeah. junk. There's no way that this place, but it, it has a tenant in it, which is the first thing I'm thinking, Oh, okay. Well, it's livable, you know? And so I go look to see if the city has any, you know, you know, health department violations or, you know, and sure enough, it's clean. And I start looking at the pictures. It looks like it's in really great shape. And then I go to Zillow and it was listed for rent like six months ago. And it, it looked like it was in really great shape. This guy's selling this for 10 grand. What the heck's going on? So I get on facebook messenger and i message him hey what's going on with this i'm really interested you know i got 10 grand you know why don't you today if it's really in this great shape he goes oh it is it's in great shape but here's the caveat he said it's got two liens on it that you'll have to buy the property subject to those liens meaning that if those lien holders 
some docking, you're going to end up having to to pay them out. Yeah. I said, okay, well, how much are they worth? 40,000. I said, okay, well, the property is worth 60. So if I, even if I paid the liens, you know, 10 plus 40, right. you know, this, I'm all in for 50,000 and it doesn't need really any work. He's like, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, great. So I, I put it under contract. Right. And you know, the taxes are unbelievably low. Like a lot of Indianapolis, I, I couldn't believe even if they reassessed it, you know, so um, start doing some title work. Um, and uh, long story short, I filed a quiet title with a local mm-hmm. um, attorney. And the attorney basically did the research. And, and it's what the title company had told me is that these two companies were out of business. Mm. And it's likely that they're not going to come and claim these liens. And so if you can get a quiet title on it, you could do a cash out refi and pull money out of it that you never put in it, right? It's like yep. more than a perfect burr, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's tax-free money to pull, pull it back out of the property. So what's really interesting is the wholesaler, the $10,000 was his assignment fee. So whoever he was buying it from, and he did a double close, so he was in the China title, whoever he was buying it from sold it to him for nothing. Huh. which is very strange to me, which I don't know if, you know, now once I finally got into it, I realized the tenant was a non-performing tenant. He hadn't paid for months. Uh, okay. And so a combination of the, the tenant, it turns out he's a veteran. Um, so the, a combination of, you know, a tenant that's a veteran, he's an older guy, you know, not in good health and um, uh, having these liens on it. So, really couldn't pull their money out of it. They couldn't even really be... even sell it on the MLS. Yeah. It, nobody will touch it. Right. And so, and I think she's some kind of a Congresswoman in California. And, you know, when you look at your portfolio and you've got a non-performing right. tenant in Indianapolis, you know, three time zones away, she's just like, I want it gone. And yeah. so he sold it to me. So since then I've been able to get the tenant out, uh, cash for keys, you know, nice. And, um, and the quiet title, I, I think I'm going to be able to successfully get a quiet title on it. And then I'm going to go do a cash out refi at 60,000. I'll probably walk away with $38,000 of tax free profit that I'll go and reinvest it somewhere else. You know, I love it. So, so all right. um, quiet title yeah. process. Is it expensive? Um, how long does that process take? What does that look like? Yeah. So um, I, I, I did a little research on this uh, before I went forward with it, but quite title. Come on, man. Really, I thought you were just going to roll the dice. <laughs> uh, come on. Yeah, you know I'm that. joking. I'm joking. Uh, but the uh, quiet title, depending on what attorney you get, um, $2,000 to $2,500. Okay. Um, and it's usually about a four-month process. Now, I don't know okay. all the mechanics of it, like from an attorney perspective. I've heard that they have to put something in the newspaper. And, and then, you know, what my attorney told me is that they have to go look at the chain of title and they have to sue everybody in the chain of title that owned it after the liens were put into place. And basically, I mean, the suit, it's not like they're going to have to get a lawyer and, and go through right, that. But right. it, it's really, they have to claim, look, I have no 
claim on this property. I, you know, it's free and clear. You can have it, right? And so the man to go through and do that for everybody, all the way back to the, the original lien holders. Um, and when, when we looked at it a little bit closer, um, it looks like liens didn't get uh, recorded properly. So small title companies sometimes they don't record the 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 release of a lien. Um, so anyway, it's about what, a what does that process. mean specifically? Does that mean that the the liens are just invalid or what does what does that mean? Well, it's it, well, it looks like you know the and again I don't know enough about the mechanics of it, but right. when a lien That's is what our lawyers are for, right? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And I've got a great lawyer in Indianapolis that's working on this. But um, when the lien's recorded, you know, it um, with with the state, uh, you know, it's it shows up in the title work. Um, and so when you pay off a lien, there's another you know release of interest that gets filed, and that lien gets removed from you know a title company has to file that. Well, it doesn't look like on the first lien, the oldest lien, that that ever got filed. But then at the same time that, that, that it looks like there was a sale, there was a new lien recorded for about $1,000 more for the, than the price of the first lien. So it looked like to us that the, the second lien was put into place to pay off the first lien. Mm. But the first lien did not get released. Gotcha. So the first lien is actually with a company that does exist in Utah. And, you know, if it was valid, they'd probably have, you know, uh, uh, an interest, right? Right. Um, but the second lien that got recorded is with a company that doesn't exist anymore. And it looks like the, the, it was put into place to pay off the first one. Gotcha. So, you know, that, um, I paid her. Fifteen hundred dollars to to start the process, and then once the process is done, another five hundred dollars to clean it up, and you know it's a it's clean incredible. title after that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah, I, I, pers I personally uh, was interested in your answer because I've got one. I've got to do. Um, well, it doesn't have a clean title on it now, and my basically what my lawyer told me was wait till August of because i've got to own it for several years uh, before yeah. um i can do the cheaper option of whatever the quiet title is and i, I don't remember the lingo mm -hmm. but that's what i pay him for right hey do you um do you <laughs> recommend your lawyer to other investors yeah sure so i do too and and but the thing here's the thing so i recommended um this little single family 600 square foot house that i sold and we uh, the guy who bought it from me said, well, who's, who's the lawyer you normally use to look at all this stuff? And I said, well, you know, here's my, here's Bill. Here's my guy. And I gave him my con his contact info and that's who did our closing. So Bill calls me, he goes, Hey, I know you and I've done a lot of business together, but this guy initiated this transaction. He goes, in order for you to be okay with it, I can't represent both of you. He goes, oh, yeah. I've got to represent just him. And you have to sign this piece of paper that says, I believe you've got both, both our interests at heart or what, whatnot. I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll sign it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> just, so, just so you know, if something yeah. comes up, I can't represent you. I have to represent him. I was like, this is what I get for a referral. 
right. Yeah. All right. No. Matter referral fee. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, I get it. Um, I I didn't. I just didn't realize it at the time, and now I'm. I'm. uh, I still recommend him, but it's it's not typically for uh, people who I'm going to do a deal with. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because if it's a good lawyer. Yeah. Exactly. If it's a good lawyer, you want them on their side. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. Now you found that property through a wholesaler. Wholesaler just posted on Facebook for 10 grand. And it's one of those things where I think everybody should, you never discount situation. Yeah. Right. A a lot of people they would have seen 10 grand and said, that's probably a, you know, piece of crap. Forget it. I would have. No, I would have, I'm sitting here raising my hand. I would have been guilty as the day is long. I would have which I don't know that I've ever said that that phrase before, but I I would have looked at that and said, this is a scam. This is somebody trying just to get my contact information. I wouldn't even have. So kudos to you for checking it out and diving into it. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, So anyway, that's, that's why I I actually, uh, um, I guess uh, another, I did another purchase. Uh, (laughs) It was, Last week, I think. Yeah. Um, so my private lender, um, she lived out in uh, Arizona or New Mexico, and she and I had known each other for a while. And so she, that that duplex that I told you about that I didn't put any money in of my own money, she used her self-directed IRA to finance the purchase of that duplex. And so we've just been waiting for the rehab to get done and cash that out put that money back into her, her self-directed IRA. And then we were going to go do another deal next year. Well, she sold her house in New Mexico and moved to Indiana. It was a, a coincidence that she is from Indiana. Yeah. When she sold her house there, she sold it for like $150,000 more than what she bought it for. And so she made a lot of money off of it. And so she's got this money socked away into her checking account, savings account and whatever. And it's making like a 0.01% interest. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I've been talking to her and she's like, man, I just hate this money. All this money is just sitting here. It's not making any money. And I said, well, you know, you and I talked about it. If you want to go buy a turnkey, I'll help you buy a turnkey. If you want to do this, I'll help you do that. And I said, you know, private lending is always an option. And I think she's been real nervous about like wading in and being a landlord and owning property, right? She's, you know, an an older lady and she just, um, she doesn't want that stress, right? And so this, you know, she's been getting these checks into our IRA. She's watching them go in, right? It's a, you know, I pay 10% to my, my, and she, you know, it's unbelievable, right? Every, you know, uh, mailbox, you know, money uh, type of thing. And so she finally says, you know what? said, I think I want to do a private lender deal with you with this cash I've got in my savings account. Said, hey, uh, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so a deal came up and, you know, I borrowed 60,000 from her and bought this property. Um, so again, not none of my own money, you know, um, awesome. bought the property, paid her a point. And it's funny because I ought to read the text message because she actually drove over to the title company to pick up her check because I paid her, you know, prorated for the month of December and then a point. And so she loaned out 60,000 and she got a check for 900 
you know, walking away from it. And that's all interest only, right? That's, yeah. you know, that's what I pay her for doing, doing the work, you know? Um, so she was like super excited, you know, and she didn't, she's since moved to Indiana. So she doesn't have a job. She's doing kind of odd jobs here and there. And so she's going to probably be able to live off of the interest only checks that are coming in from the money she loaned out. Nice. And then cash her out and, you know, start it over. So that's how, did you how initially, I ended up getting. How did you initially meet her? Um, so um, there's a Facebook group. I think I've talked about the, doing the home equity lines of credit. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got into real estate, right? Um, I, I got hooked up with this, this uh, group that teaches how to refinance your primary mortgage into a home equity line of credit then pay it off in like five to seven years. Yep. So when I got into that group, it's a whole bunch of people that had that owned their primary free and clear gotcha. and they were using the equity to go buy real estate. And so yep. she was in that group. And uh, so she, she and I kind of got hooked up through that group. All right. I'm interested to know, I know we've talked about that group before, but now I really want to join it. <laughs> it's a great group, man. Send me it's the a link. Great group. Send me the link. Oh, I will. Um, I, I totally will. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hesitate to, to pitch it on your, on your show here, but I'll definitely, uh, I mean, he's a great guy, you know, but uh, I don't know if I'm authorized to, to advertise for him, but uh, I don't care. You know, he's a great group. <laughs> okay. Well, it's uh, Michael Lush. Uh, okay. in, it's called Replace Your Mortgage uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a yeah. super guy and uh, the group is, like I said, it's, it's a group full of real estate investors, you know, yeah. people that, uh, are, you know, um, they're taking the equity out of that and, and uh, buying real estate. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'd love to have him as a sponsor for the show. There you go. There you <laughs> but go. no, if it's something yeah. that's helped you out, man, and, and uh, it sounds like it's going to pay dividends down the road. Well, you know, let everybody know about it for sure. Um, yeah, you know, especially me, especially it, me, you know, <laughs> for sure, for sure. When I bought in it to it, I, all I was thinking was, I'm going to figure out a way to pay my primary mortgage off faster. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. worked very well from that perspective. But the almost intangible benefit that I never could have imagined when I signed up for it is the kind of the financial education and, you know, getting into real estate that I, I didn't even have a thought or a view a, a way to build wealth. Yeah. And uh, so from that perspective, it, you know, my piddly 3,500, I just made 38,000 on this quiet title deal. You know, it, it, it just, the, the return on my investment there is, is going to be infinite um, because, you know, I'm on track to, to hopefully, you know, be yeah. financially free from real estate. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, Paul, I know it's been a while since we, you and I have connected. I could sit here and probably yep. talk to you for another hour at least. Probably, yeah. And but I can't do it. I gotta get. I gotta get going. It's about time for me to, yep. to shower up and shave. And, and well, I'm not gonna shave. Let's let's be honest with each other. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I need a trim, man. It's it's getting a little bushy. But I made a decision last week that I'm gonna go on vacation uh, the 24th. Uh, 23rd is my last day in the office, and I'm not gonna be back there until the first of the go. year. So I think I'm just going to let it all go. Just let it go. See what happens. Um, and yeah. then, uh, until my wife says, all right, it's, it's probably time, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's probably time. Yeah. But look, man, well, I got to get going. To you. Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, let's do this again. And I'm going to yep. hope, 
I'm not going to promise, but I'm going to hope next time I'm not going to be sick, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love what you're, you're doing. Feeling better. It's exciting. Um, always it gets me jazzed up every time I talk to you. Uh, it's encouraging. It's awesome. There's some questions I'm going to send you just, uh, just out of curiosity, but, uh, yeah, please do. Yeah. We, uh, if we say and chat it'd be another hour or so, but I, and I got to get going. So, um, yeah, no problem. Right. <laughs> you yeah, probably absolutely. Have a good one. Hey, I do. Yeah. Yeah. When you go in today, just remember me when they adopt that memory foam in the back of the car seat. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. That's, that's a day <laughs> home, you know, uh, innovation. <laughs> yeah. Is this like a, a poor man's right. patent right now? I got it recorded on zoom. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Right. There it is. Yeah. All right, buddy. You have a yep. good one. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yep. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. See you, buddy.